The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Dr. Claudia Machiella. Good morning, Dr. Claudia. Hello, Tina, and hello to all our listeners on this lovely Sunday morning. Now, this is only week two of our project, and it may be a good idea then to remind our listeners about your vision for the show and especially your area of expertise. Well, Tina, I'm a chiropractor by trade, but my philosophy and that of my practice is to integrate multiple healing disciplines and thereby providing options for people to find balance. So overall, my goal is to create balance and to help people address those needs in their own personal lives. Okay, so let's drill it down a little bit for our (laughs) listeners. What does that all mean? How do you find that balance? That means that we have to make health our number one priority because if you're healthy, you're happy. Um, And we work and strive our hardest and our best to keep everybody on track and in line with that mantra. Now, this week, you wanted to focus on the value of giving back. What can you tell us about the studies to support this idea? Well, there's a lot to support the idea that giving back is actually good for your health. So I came across a few studies that showed that when you give, you actually are promoting health in yourself. They actually coined it and called it the helper's high. So what's that? The helper's high. So I guess it would be equivalent to the runner's high, where when you give back, there's actually evidence that shows that in your brain, you release endorphins and enkephalins that are equivalent to getting a runner's high. So they call it a helper's high. What does that do? That makes you feel uh, exhilarated, it makes you feel elated, makes you feel happy, and I think that's a great overall feeling. And there are physical changes and physical benefits, right? Yep. So they did functional MRIs and they found that there is actually uh, lowered blood pressure, there have uh, less depression, you get an increased self-esteem, and overall greater happiness. So I'm in. So how would you diagnose something like this in a patient? And then how do you set them on that path to make a change in their life? So giving back doesn't necessarily mean you have to give millions of dollars or you have to be committing a lot of your time and energy. It just means that in your daily life and in the things that you want to do, remember that giving back is always good. So whether you're giving back somebody positive feedback or you're complimenting somebody or you're giving $5 to, you know, a charity or you, you know, you only have $2 to spare, that is all in giving back. So it doesn't have to be a, a huge amount, doesn't have to be a huge endeavor. It's just the little things that are going to make you feel happy about yourself. And how do you think we instill this type of philosophy in our family life, in our children? I think we just start doing it to ourselves first and among ourselves. So in your own family, do something kind for your sibling. Do some, something really kind for your spouse. You know, make them that special cup of coffee or tell your children how lovely they are and how proud you are. That is also included in giving back. Now, you also, you mentioned the studies and you mentioned those health, specific health impacts, lowering blood pressure, less depression, increased self-esteem, greater happiness. We all want those things in our lives, right? Yep. So how, do we get a quick fix? Can this happen right away? Or is it something that is, you know, you really have to believe in and it's a bit more long-term and you have to commit? So I, I agree with both those statements. So it is a commitment, but I think that immediately, the moment you give something to somebody, I think you will immediately feel those awesome ramifications. You'll feel calm. You'll feel happy. You, you'll, you'll feel overall like you've done something good and you'll bring that karma back to your own life. Do you have specific examples from inside your own office of 
someone that you've seen this change in them and how it's grown? Um, yep, absolutely. So uh, sometimes I treat uh, women who are either retired or they are empty nesters and they're feeling very down and depressed about their lives. And instead of focusing on the depressing part or the part of their lives they find depressing, I always ask them to find something else to replace that void. So one of our clients, um, she actually started volunteering at a hospital and she found it to be the most fulfilling thing ever. She what didn't feel so lonely during the day. She felt needed. She felt wanted and she felt appreciated. And overall, I think that's a great outcome. That's a great news story. Good to share. When we come back, the good work of Free Them. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059theregion or email us info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region and this is The Wellness Prescription. I'm Tina Cortez and my co-host is Dr. Claudia McKella. Thank you, Tina. Joining us on the show today is Randy Phipps. He is the communications officer and founding member of Freedom, an anti-human trafficking organization. Randy, thank you so much for being here today. We want to talk to you a little bit about Freedom, uh, what it is and who does Freedom help? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, We're always excited to get the word out about what we do because um, we're kind of very specific. Um, There's not a lot of uh, awareness about human trafficking in Canada. The organization was founded about 10 years ago. And since then, we've been working tirelessly to get the word out that human trafficking is happening not just overseas, but also in our own backyards as well. And then Freedom, we are an initiative uh, dedicated to raising funds and awareness to fight human trafficking. So a lot of our work uh, goes to education and awareness. We speak in schools, we do community events, we partner with uh, global associates, and we also raise money that funds um, safe houses and supports survivors across Canada and the world. And when did this start? Ten years ago. So it's been around 10 years. Yep. And I feel like only now it's kind of coming more and more to the forefront because celebrities are getting involved. There's a lot of high profile cases happening, but um, it's been happening forever. And how big of a problem is it? It's uh, I wouldn't even call it a problem. I would call it a crisis because you can't really fight what you don't know about. So when people see like, you know, strippers or prostitution, they think the girls are there by right. choice. They don't realize they're they're forced. They're there by uh, control of a pimp. There's also a lot of um, labor trafficking where they bring people from other countries to work on construction sites and not pay them. And it's essentially slavery that's happening in Canada in 2019, which is kind of mind boggling. It's it's scary because it's kind of like modern day slavery. You, exactly. Yeah. And um, that's nothing that we want to have happening in uh, anywhere in the world. So it's awesome that you guys have put this whole organization together um, and are working hard towards kind of cutting this big problem we have. Thank you. Well, we're, we're definitely trying. And even um, right here in York region, trafficking, there's so many like cases that are like, uh, that are impacting the community and people don't know that it's just happening under their noses. Mm-hmm. So at least if there's awareness happening, you can fight it. If you don't know what's happening, you can't fight it. So I have a question. Um, have there been any positive outcomes that you are aware of? So, you know, having a, an organization to me means that you're helping. So that's a form of giving back, which is what the show is focusing yes. on. So how has Free Them had a positive outcome? Like in what way have you seen the positive results of what you're doing? 
I would say it's very rewarding and it makes you feel good because you're actually doing something about it. Because prior to getting involved, I would hear about it and I would support charities across the world very silently. And I also realized that that's great to help other countries, but you also need to help what's happening in your own backyard. Right. And everybody has a platform. Everybody has a voice. No matter how many followers you have on social media, everyone can make an impact because it's kind of like a ripple effect. You kind of tell someone what's happening and then it's like wildfire because I started to speak about it. And then people are like, this is happening here. What can I do? How can I be a part of it? Come to the walk. Yes. You know, read about it. Educate yourself. Donate to different organizations. But um, it definitely is is good. And a lot of the positive things that we've seen are survivors uh, transitioning from being victims to survivors. And then also like a lot of like the legislation and policy with the government. We have people on our team that deal directly with that. So to like have an impact by changing laws and also helping survivors like essentially have a new life, it's beyond rewarding. And, you know, I also feel like... It will help to remove the stigma associated with the whole prostitution because you know what some of these girls don't have a choice they feel trapped so if we can remove that stigma instead of just calling the prostitution we can understand that they're not necessarily there by choice exactly it's prostituted versus prostitution right yes good point tell me a little bit about the fundraising walk when is it where is it and how can our listeners get more involved so we have an incredible awareness walk called the freedom freedom walk that's taking place next saturday september 21st um we start at the weston Har- Harbor Castle Hotel in downtown Toronto. It's a very impactful morning. You hear from survivors, you hear from law enforcement, you get to like interact with other people in the movement, you get to see like various members of our team and there's so many things happening. Sangeeta Patel from Entertainment Tonight, she's hosting it, so we're really excited to have her on board. She attended last year um, as a walker and she was part of our campaign and then this year we're thrilled to have her as our host. And then we also have a number of different things that are happening there with like, you know, guest speakers. We have like a marketplace where you can buy different, you know, fair trade um, products that are not like based out of slavery. And then after the impactful morning and the whole ceremony, that's about hour, hour and a half, um, we take to the streets of Toronto and then use our voice loud and proud to walk in the streets and just let people know that slavery will not be tolerated. So, Randy, can you tell us a little bit about maybe share one of those survivor stories with us? Sure. Um, There's a number of them, but I think one of the ones that stands out um, most to us is um, the Opapa case. It was one of the largest um, human trafficking cases that happened in Canada um, quite a few years ago. And it was a case where they brought a number of men over, took their passports, had them living in horrific conditions. Because a lot of times you hear about sex trafficking, which is absolutely predominant and, and horrific, but as well, these men... They were living in a basement on mattresses. They had them working um, 18 to 20 hours a day on construction sites. They had them uh, go to the government, get unemployment. They would take their unemployment checks. And it was just like mind blowing that this is happening because they essentially were slaves. So um, our awareness walk that year went to help fund the rescue of them, to help them get a new life, to help them rebuild, to help fund the safe house where many of them were staying. So it was it was great um, to see like the progress some of them have made because I recently was at an event and saw one of the survivors from that case. And he's like, yep, I have a girlfriend, I have an apartment. I'm like, you know, I went to school. So it's like it gives me chills and it's it's humbling to have a small part in their their new life. But how do these stories come to the surface? How do we find out about them? There's many ways to find out. We have a really great um, law enforcement team in various regions that are doing incredible work. They're definitely taking human trafficking more seriously. So they're actually like looking for girls online because everything is online. Oh, wow. And they're very proactive with the cases. So it's good that 
the awareness is happening. We also speak and we work with law enforcement to help train them, and they're specifically looking for victims to help them. Another story I want to share with you from the sex trafficking side, a lot of the times people think that traffickers are like chaining girls to beds, but it's not... not like that at all. They actually brainwash you. They pretend that you're your boyfriend. Sometimes it's a woman that's a trafficker. They befriend these young girls. They get them into to stripping, and then it turns into the sex trade. Um, a lot of the times they use um, um, tactics to, to get the victims into submission. Many of them are gang raped. They're abused. They get all of their information on their family. They take, like, nude photos of them and say, if you don't, like, you know, sell yourself tonight, we're going to show your family this video or we're going to harm one of your family members. And obviously you'll do anything to protect um, anyone in your family that you are essentially brainwashed and doing whatever they want. So they're not necessarily chaining people down and kidnapping people like you see in Taken. It's people that are, girls that are vulnerable that are going willingly because they are brainwashed and they're using all of these psychological tactics to keep them there. And so some of these girls that are in these situations, though, they've been rescued out of them, right? Absolutely. Like I said, we have amazing law enforcement that scan a lot of the sex ads. They are looking for the victims. There's also lots of, like, helplines, tip lines. There's ways for them to to get in touch. And also to the public, once you keep your eyes open, you can see if something is suspicious and always report it or call it in. Wow, that's incredible. Um, You you actually made me cry (laughs) hearing that story because it's such a (laughs) sad story with an amazing outcome. Yes. and they, we wouldn't have these stories if it wasn't for Free Them. So oh, thank really, you. really thank honored you. to have you here today, Randy. Um, if our listeners want more information about Free Them, where can they find it? Um, well, I think everyone should come to the walk on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So definitely go to www.freethemwalk.ca. You can register, you can donate, you can learn more. It also links to the website. So you can follow us on our social channels and then continue to keep up with what we're doing. That's awesome. Thank you so much. When we come back, we learn more about waves of changes for autism. This is The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. More with Dr. Claudia and The Wellness Prescription when we come back. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and this is The Wellness Prescription. Next on the show is Stacy Falbo. She is an executive committee member for Waves of Changes for Autism. Welcome, Stacy, and thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you for having me. So the reason why we brought Stacy in today is because the show today is focused on the gift of giving and what giving can do for your health. Um, so Stacy and I, she is the executive committee member. I'm also a committee member of Waves of Changes, and I tried to do my best to educate and to encourage people to help out in this cause because the cause really does make a difference in the lives of families and children affected with autism spectrum disorder. So Stacy, can you tell me exactly how does Waves of Changes operate, who benefits, and uh, all the interesting details? Just over three years ago, Waves of Changes for Autism was created. It's a volunteer-run organization that that's overall mission is to help financially assist families with children and on this autism spectrum disorder. We have our annual gala and other events throughout the year that help us raise funds that go directly to these families. All of our funds go directly 100% to the families that are affected with autism. We help fund programs like behavioral therapy, speech therapy, treatments, vital 
treatments and uh, therapies that these families do need. What we find is most valuable and what we hear from our families that we, that we help is that these treatments do go, these therapy treatments go a long way. And I agree. And because in my experience, I, in my own practice, I treat lots of kids who, ha- who are on the spectrum. And a lot of them will come back to me after the gala and after a full year of fundraising. And they'll be so grateful and thankful that they had the opportunity to get an extra class, an extra session. And the families are so grateful also because... I mean, it just, there's government funding is lacking. Uh, We all know the changes that are being made. So I feel like we really need to make an impact and help out these families. And that's the wonderful thing about waves of changes for autism is that the money that we do raise goes directly to families. Each family is allotted the same amount and it goes towards a specific program. And so they can use these funds for whatever program they decide on is best for their child. So how do you find out about the programs though? Well, this is the thing. So um, that's why we do a lot of different fundraising through the year. Uh, Families do become aware because there are a lot of um, resources that will tell families what what their options are. Uh, It's an application process. So after next week, right? You can correct me if I'm wrong. After next uh, Thursday's gala, the applicant applications start coming in. People will apply and they must be approved. And then a check is issued uh, to each family. Once they have proven that they're, you know, putting their child in this program and it's, you know. um, Now the application process or uh, was open June 1st. Okay. Yes. So we, we actually extended it to give families a chance to find out about us. Those who don't, the repeat families that do do know of us and we have from June 1st to the end of September for them to apply which is a nice period of time for them to get all their paperwork um, in order and again we um we have funded each year, we have funded every single family. You'll be surprised. I would love for you to tell our listeners in three years, how much money have we raised to give to these families? We've raised $650,000 in three years and we've assisted uh, currently 56 families. 56 families, yeah. And do they all, uh, are they all in York Region? Are they all in Vaughan? Can they, they be must from? reside in Vaughan. Right. Okay. Uh, they, yes. It's they a local must. Vaughan it's charity. Local, yeah. yeah. And you know what? We get lots of support from um, different organizations. Absolutely. We get huge support from Vaughan's very own mayor, Maurizio Bevilacqua. Yes, um, so it, it's really made an impact and which is one of the reasons why I wanted you to be on the show today because giving back is the key to health and healing. Yes, and and we ca- we couldn't do it without the amazing support of all the huge um, businesses, local residents, the citizens of Vaughan. Really, we're here today be- because of them. Now, Dr. Claudia, you're yes. on this committee, and the show is about giving today. What kind of feedback do you get from people on the committee about participating, about wanting to give back? Everybody who's on the committee really wants to be there, and they just the feeling of giving back is just Uh, enough to make us keep going and keep being committed. And uh, like I said before, giving doesn't mean that I have to give up my entire day, month or year. Giving is in whatever capacity you can. So I personally, I wish I had more time to do more work for waves of changes. But what I do is I know that in my day-to-day practice, I'm helping the children, I'm guiding the children, I'm letting them know about waves of changes for autism and the families as well, so that they know what options they have out there. Tell us a little bit about next week's event, the fundraising gala. So our fundraising gala is next Thursday, September 19th. It's being held at 
the terrace. Currently, we have over 950 attendees. Last year and the year prior, it's been growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, so the event is is pretty much a fundraising effort. Right. We've got, again, the community coming together for this one cause. It's our way to thank them. It's our way to say, truly, we're blessed to have you. The wonderful thing about our event is we have ambassadors, children from our community. We have um, several ambassadors, uh, Stefano, who is our public speaker, Clarissa, who's a very talented artist, well, who will be displaying some of her artwork, and Robbie, who's our performer that evening. Uh, these are children that have grown up in the community that have true, wonderful right. Talents, they're an inspiration, and we have them there showcasing their talents and and thanking our guests um, and saying, listen, I I truly have been blessed with a gift, and they're, all these children have a gift of their own. Thank you for, for helping these families uh, and these children that, that truly are and special. The, and the ambassadors are all mm-hmm. amazing. So the one thing that I always say about children who are on the spectrum is they really are a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have special gifts. We just need to help them harness those gifts. Um, Clarissa's art is incredible. Roberto's singing is amazing. Stefano's speaking is incredible. So we're all looking very forward to the event. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see what this upcoming year brings in terms of giving back and raising more money to help children on the spectrum. Now, what about those listeners who maybe can't make next week's gala? What can they do? Oh, our, our listeners, uh, citizens of our community can definitely donate directly to our charity. They can find the donation page on www.wavesofchanges.ca. And simply make a donation. Tax receipts will be issued to those individuals that are kind enough to um, support our cause. That's awesome. Stacy. thank you so much for being here. I'm looking so forward to the event next Thursday, September 19th. And thank you for letting us know how all of our listeners can reach waves of changes and can make a donation and make a difference in the lives of children. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And Dr. Claudia, just before we wrap up the show, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? They can go to my website, www.chrehab.ca, or just follow me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Machiella. That's our show for this week. If you missed any part of the wellness prescription, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region.